Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre. All right, there we go. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Should we do this? Are we ready to do this? Sure. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. One spooky voice minute at a time. Actually, I probably shouldn't have used that so early. I'm gonna use that again later. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Trey Cope. And today we're talking about minute 49. Minute 49 starts with Harry hearing things and uh, ends with a spooky voice. <laughs> I think I used spooky voice earlier this week. Oh, I used spooky whisper literally yesterday. Spooky more whispers. spooky voice. More you, spooky whisper. More of the spooky whispers. Even tomorrow starts with even more spooky whisper. I'm spoiling tomorrow. Sorry, guys. Spoilers for tomorrow. Three minutes of this week is just whispering. Not whispering, <laughs> but it has a lot of whispering. Uh. I I really like Harry hears Harry hears the whisper here, and I think it says like come to me and i think it's getting to like let me rip you let me tear you like from the from the book but harry goes that voice and lockhart's response when he goes what voice no he just goes voice 
And then his eyes kind of his eyes kind of do like this like up and around like yeah they kind he kind of like looks around the room a little bit like like is there something in here <laughs> right like do you see something that I do not mm-hmm and he goes Harry's like didn't you hear it and Lockhart's response is what are you talking about Harry what are you talking about Harry what are you talking about Harry <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about Harry I really like it he's so. He's visibly nervous. I think that that um, it's it's even his mouth is all small, and he's just kind of like, "What what are you talking about, Harry?" Because he can't he can't deal right if something right? is going. If on. If it's a real thing, that is just like, "Oh no, that I can't be dealing with this right now because I'm a fraud." So he, yeah, so immediately finds like, "Oh well, it's probably because he makes it makes it makes the excuse that he says like you must be drowsy." Yeah, he says, I think maybe you're getting a bit drowsy. And sends him on his way so that, like, whatever is happening, maybe it's going to follow Harry mm-hmm. he and says, leave him alone. He says, great, Scott. <laughs> Look at the time. Great, Scott. Great, Scott. I know, I wrote in my note, great, Scott, because uh, Doc Brown's the best. We've been here nearly four hours. Time sure flies when you're uh, having fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gildroy. Oh, Gilroy. I know, he's so... His performance, you know, Gilroy only gets a minute in this particular sequence, between yesterday and today, and then we're going to leave him behind again for, like, a week. And we only get him in, like, little small doses after this. So I think this is really good. I think he, like, you know, he really, like, takes charge of the scene. We've been here nearly four, e- uh, four hours. Oh, he says, spooky how the time flies. And even he says spooky. And then Harry goes, spooky. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Well, it's more of a, yeah, spooky. Like, he's like looking, he's also doing that little squinty looking around the room. Like, <laughs> it's the shifty eye look. Yeah, this is the shifty eyed minute. Between the and, two and of them. He's got the shifty eyes. Those shifty eyes. It's because, like, yeah, because Harry hears something and. And Gildroy doesn't. And so both of them are like, it's, is he crazy? It's just so, it's like the shifty eyes is kind of like, it's like, it's quiet. Too, Too quiet. quiet. <laughs> it's like that whole thing is just like, it's spooky. It's like, yeah, spooky. spooky. Like, <laughs> Sounds like they're about to be like, 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 like little private investigators. Like they're going to go hunting for ghosts. It's going to be a Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It's going to be like a spooky. Sc- it's going to be Scooby-Doo all of a sudden. It's just going to be him and Gilderoy. And like they get spooked. But instead, like Gilderoy jumps up into Harry's arms like Scooby-Doo does a shaggy. I like the idea of Harry and Gilderoy Lockhart like investigating some like, I don't say paranormal activity, but like, uh, I mean, it's, it's not the same, right? <laughs> Harry's the investig he's the inquisitive type. We see him, he's like trying to follow this voice when he leaves Lockhart's room and he still hears it. He's like got his almost his ear to the wall as he's like following the sound down the hallway. Lockhart wouldn't do this no. if he could if he could hear it. Um And I guess Harry and Ron do drag Lockhart along later, but I I think more of the like odd couple buddy cop kind of like investigative thing between the two of them would be really interesting because because it's harry's this because harry's the straight man right in this duo even though lockhart's like twice his age mm-hmm. i just more than twice his age more yeah yeah definitely. three times his age <laughs> um i forget how little they are still it's just it's just really funny 
I like the I like I like the response. Harry brings up the voice that he hears today and tomorrow, and both times it's just like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Harry? What you talking? <laughs> what you talking about, Harry? Oh, it's good. It's real good. These are both kind of light minutes. I don't have a lot more for Lockhart's room. Do you? No, not much. You just get this tight shot where you really only get focused on on them, and the voice is kind of coming in it's ab yeah they do this really abstract like the voice is this whisper i really tried to find who was the voice of the basilisk in these sequences when we hear it whispering and i couldn't find anything i don't have my books with me so maybe i have to go home and like consult my books again the film wizardry book or something to see if there's any note but i between the commentary and uh, my google searches and the credits like there's nothing but it's just like, so Harry leaves the classroom and we have the line and here's the line. The line is this whisper is saying blood. I smell blood. Let me rip you. Let me kill you. And then just keeps going kill, kill. And then we get cut between the next minute, which starts with kill. Like it's, it's really emphasizing kill. Oh, it really man. wants to kill that thing. It really wants to kill that thing. You know what's interesting is like what is the basilisk Meow. What has the basilisk have been eating for the last thousand years? Well, fifty years. And then the thousand years before that since Salazar died. Like how does this thing sustain itself? We should talk about this when we see it. Very true. Okay, so yeah, there's a so there's this mysterious voice, and it seems to be coming through the walls, and uh, and Harry's following it. What would you do? What would you do if you heard? Well, he hears it, and he already knows that someone else couldn't hear it. You know, he. Do wasn't you think that that's why to. he takes it upon himself? Then, like, well, so Lockhart me, didn't hear it. Let me follow this thing. Yeah. And see what it is since no one else seems to know this. I'm actually really interested. We'll talk about more tomorrow. I'm actually really interested in Harry's, um, what would you call that? His sort of, his drive to investigate, right? Like he hears this thing and he doesn't understand it. So immediately he decides I'm going to follow this. It's not his responsibility I mean, I guess he's curious. He's inquisitive. But, like, if it's the middle of the night and I hear something I can't explain, I'm probably not going to get up and go try and no, find no. it. No. This is like, um, i roll over. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah, I just roll over and be like, yeah, I'm out of my own business. Actually, that's not true. I I'm not the... There's so many times in, like, movies when it's, like, uh... You see a horror movie and there's so many people that are like the, like, don't go downstairs. Like, what are you doing? If I heard something, if I was like, when I lived in my parents' house, especially like we had a two story house. And if I, I was sleeping upstairs and I would hear like something clatter downstairs immediately, it's like, what was that? And then I would, I, I was the person that would go investigate. I'd want to know. I'd be terrified the whole way down the stairs, but I'd still like, and it's one of those things you kind of know, like inherently like oh it's something fell over like it's not the assumption is never that someone broke in right or something like that i'm totally gonna get in trouble one day <laughs> go downstairs and there's gonna be someone down there and be like fuck
I was not prepared for this. No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so Harry, Harry's just like, he's curious. And he's just like, I want to know what this is. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this lead. Harry Potter, private investigator. <laughs> That's boring. You made a P. face. P.I. Yeah, short it. Harry Potter, P.I. There you go. That sounds cooler. Oh yeah. So cool. It's like Magnum P.I. He's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt. And... Potter P.I. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like that too. That's just silly. That's a totally different. Harry's not. Not that type. No, no. He's going to grow a stash. <laughs> I don't think. No offense to Harry. No offense, Harry. I don't think he could. I don't think he's no. smart enough to be a private investigator. Ah, oh, that's terrible. That's what Hermione's for. That's true. That's true. You're right. Harry's not bookish. He's no. not studious. I don't think he would have the, like... <laughs> he's got good guts. Yeah. He's daring, and he's brave, and he's... Um... He shoulders the responsibilities that are thrust upon him, but I don't. I don't think that, you know... Harry gets the egg at the end of the first task in Goblet of Fire. And instead of trying to figure it out, he just like, wait, he literally waits till the last minute and someone else tells him how to do it. Right? Hermione gives him hell. Like, the test is less than a a few days and whatever. (laughs) And it takes Cedric being like, go take a bath. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Which is weird. Without any context, just... Go, well, go he tells him to take the egg with him. Take the egg. Take a bath with And go egg. take a bag. Go, go take a bath. Did he even make a point that it's the prefix bathroom in the movie? I don't remember. I just talked about that in a couple years. I didn't think... I remember it because it was, like, one that doesn't get used and it's, like, not necessarily abandoned, but, you know, it's just not trafficked. You know, traffic Trafficked? Trafficked? Yeah, I guess so. Oh my goodness. Do... I think Goblet of Fire is at one time Harry takes a bath. At school. Well, period. But, like, specifically at school. I mean, he probably does. I, I just do... What is the... What is the bathing situation like at Hogwarts? We know that there there's plenty of bathrooms. There's the third floor bathroom that Myrtle inhabits but it's mm-hmm. stalls and sinks like are there are our bathrooms are bathrooms like baths and sh- like do they have showers are there wizard showers i mean they have I would more just... plumbing right. i guess it'd be showers <laughs> it's just weird i just weird because like i don't, I don't know like there's like a muggle it seems more modern like there should be like shower stalls like that like a like gym class yeah like, is that what it's situation. like i would I, I would kind of think so, actually. Are they, ex- like, are they separated by house or by year? Like, the prefects have their own. Is <laughs> is there only one prefect bathroom? Like, prefects from different houses share the prefect bathroom? Is it, like, um, co? I don't know. I don't think co- so. It probably isn't. Probably not. That pre- okay, but so but thinking the prefect the, the bath, like it could be. The, bath, the bathroom that he's in, it's for the prefect bathroom. He's taking that bath. It's not like like a single person tub. Right? It looks like a hot tub or something. It's like, yeah, it's very, like a community bath. Do people bathe together? That's weird. 
Maybe they used to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I, no one uses it. That's not what we're here to talk about, but, like, there's something that I don't think we're going to talk about when we get to Goblet of Fire. Like, I don't remember, I don't know if I'm going to remember to talk about this in two <laughs> years. And there's not much in this minute, so. We're just milking it. Yeah, I don't want to put out, like, a six-minute long episode. Um, Really, though, it definitely feels like, it feels like, like a Roman bath, like a, like a communal space. It's weird. If the basilisk is traveling through the pipes, is Myrtle's bathroom the only exit? Like, does everyone get attacked in proximity to that third floor corridor entrance to the Chamber of Secrets? Because the basilisk is a big snake. It's not like it's, like, coming up through the toilet. No. Or the bath drain. Like, that, it's a whole process of opening up. How does Myrtle never see, like, once she's a ghost, never see this thing coming and going in the bathroom that she lives in? I mean, if she did, then what? She could tell go... someone. She could tell anyone. I don't know if she wants to help. She doesn't care? She doesn't care. She's... She, but she doesn't understand how she died, and this thing has been coming and going for the last three months? Like, Because she never, like, goes and tells anybody anything. She just stays there. I don't think she observes there. anything. I don't know. I don't know. When they come by, they finally ask questions. And she she will tell them. Well, no, she tells them that someone Harry has to be the one to ask how she died. I don't know if anyone else cared to ask her that. And That's she sad. just mentions that she saw a great pair of yellow eyes over there, and she points at the sink. Very ominous, like yeah. I don't know. I moaning murder. Mrs. Norris. <laughs> Mrs. Norris's coming up next week and and that happens near the near the third floor corridor bathroom but i don't know about anyone else it's weird i don't know where like where colin creevy was in relation to that or where justin and um nearly had the snick are in relation to that or hermione and penelope clearwater in the book Mm -hmm. i think they're near the library which i mean i don't know the geography of hogwarts but I don't feel like is around the corner from Myrtle's bathroom. Right. So I don't know. It's not like this thing's just slithering down the hallway. There's a lot <laughs> of kids just, here. Yeah. I mean, oh, how does it not get seen? It's, it's so chilling. big. How does no one see this thing? It's just chilling. <sighs> I don't know. It's traveling through the pipes, but there's only one. Also, how big are these pipes? I mean, it's not tra- like it's not traveling it's not... through the pipes like the sink plumbing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. It could. It it's couldn't. its own thing built. Yeah. So these pipes are like a separate thing in the school. It's not even like I don't. <sighs> Victoria, I'm having such an issue right now. I've never really thought about the pipes like this. She writes the word pipes and underlines it. But like, pi- like pipes. What pipes? What pipes? They're like specific to the chamber of secrets there are no other there is no other use for these pipes it's not like a little monster traveling like that's the thing like this thing is not a tiny monster traveling it's not like a spider coming out of your shower it's no. too big for that no def- definitely what, what kind of pipes are gonna be going through this school that's big enough for this thing to go through none 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 i don't understand what it, it's it, it's a uh, santa claus all over again Oh, it like changes shape around <laughs> him, like like when Tim Allen gets sucked into yeah. the the pipe that's not even a real, it's not even, it's not a, even, chimney, it's not even a chimney, but it creates a chimney inside this girl's house. 
The girl that gives him soy milk because he said he was watching his figure. <laughs> yes, because that's what's doing it. The milk, not the, <laughs> not the cookies. Well, no, it's because it's because the first time he delivers toys, when yeah. the bag is carrying him himself and he goes through, she offers him cookies and he's like, yeah. he's not even accepted that he's Santa yet. Yeah, he's all grumpy. Yeah. I think I'm done with this minute. I know we're making references to other things. We need it. I just can't figure out these pipes. I'm telling you, it's like Santa Claus. <laughs> well, it's the only way it makes I sense. Guess. I mean, we see the pipes, and if there is in like, the chamber, but they're pipes not, in there that are that they're like wide. Sewage. They're like the big. They're you... big sewage pipes. They're not. You know, they're like the underground, like what you would see going under, like a city block. They're like the pipes that the Ninja right. Turtles live in. Not yeah, which is a totally different thing. I can't imagine that the, that they're that wide through most of the school. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely not. Harry the walls seems to press and... his. Yeah, Harry's pressing his head against the wall, but like, there's no. There's like a, probably a room on the other side of this wall. Yeah. Like, how wide is this wall? It's not like the concrete. It's not like the walls of the school are like eight feet thick. No, no, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <sighs> Magic. Mischief managed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>